This is Dyson X, the podcast, episode 263, for the week of June 26th, 2011. Hey, hey, welcome to Dyes and Shoei X. The podcast. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Dyes and X. Just the one and only this week. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Over there, speaking into your ears for a full show this week, Miss Mary. Miss Mary, I haven't heard that one in a while. Hey, Mr. Mike. Hi, the host you and I. of this um, mob of two. <laughs> Is two really a mob? I think we need <laughs> at least one more person to well, be if we a mob. were on the internet, I don't know, maybe we can like multiply that. Fake accounts? Yeah. Proxy services? It's possible. Like, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you and I, we are the mob this episode. Except just for later. The two of us. We will be joined shortly by our buddy Jeff. That means it is volume 40 in our ongoing, supposedly monthly. It is. It's still June. Like I say later, it's still, it's still June. June. Manga review of awesomeness. We are so psyched to continue onward. So psyched that, oh my God, I want I want it to be next month so I can keep reading. Never in a million years would I expect Mary to be excited to read the Boo story arc. It's so weird. It's been so many years since I've had any part of it that it feels fresh and new to me in a way. So it's like fresh and new. The fresh and new <laughs> Dragon Ball. So fresh and so new. Oh, Mary. All right. So that's what's going on in a little bit. This episode. Uh, I do want to touch on last episode. You were not here, but I was joined by our buddy Mark to talk about the summer convention season. We were talking specifically about Anime Expo, which is this, this upcoming weekend. weekend. Right. And Odecon's about a month after that. Mm-hmm. It's a month from, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a month after that. Yeah. So we were talking about those. Big discussion that came out of that was Dragon Box the movies. More and more people are talking about it. More and more people are really hoping for an announcement this summer, maybe. But as you're going to hear, another Dragon Box was delayed. Hmm. So does that I throw think a wrench into the mix? Maybe not a wrench. Might be a good thing. Okay. It means that they can stretch this out longer than maybe its anticipated life cycle. Right. Mary, you didn't join us for that conversation. I did not. But you and I were there. Otakon. 2009. Such a great announcement. I was so thrilled we were there for that. I thought my heart was going to leap out of my my nostrils. (laughs) So are you hoping 2011 is another fantastic year? Um, well... It's tricky. I mean, how can you say no to that? No, but. I mean, because we already own the Japanese version of the movie's Dragon Box. Right, right. So, <laughs> I don't know. So that'd be like, oh, nice to have. Nice to have for the people who don't have it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I you, guess so, yeah. Do you have any predictions, any like big wants that you're hoping they'll I'm still waiting there? for Sailor Moon, even though I own that too. <laughs> we talked about that, but that's not Dragon Ball. Oh, sorry. I thought you were asking me generally. <laughs> I know um, where your mind's so going. I know what I like the shoujos. Jump Super Anime Tour. Yeah. Special. Yeah, that's what we're all. I'm saying 100%. Because that's what I thought two years ago. Uh huh. And when they started to play the clip, I was like, oh, this is, a- no, it's not. So I was very confused. And <laughs> now like, it's two Disappointed, years- but still very excited. Yeah, definitely. And that was two years ago. That was two years ago, ago yep. Um, so we'll see. All right. So that is kind of a little follow-up to last episode. Um, we don't have, you'll hear, we don't have a whole lot of news this episode. It's just a delay. But I will toss in some 
It's not really adding to the news, but it's about what news we had. There's been a lot of discussion about the new episode of Bardock right. that started in V-Jump. <laughs> or rather, people that are in disbelief about it, <laughs> based some, on what you're telling me. There's some fun discussions around there. My V-Jump should be here, I'm hoping, tomorrow. I'm and very much looking forward to this. And you say that you thought you, you were mentioning it on places, like, sold it out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play Asia totally sold out within, that's, like, I think a couple hours after we posted the link. That's fantastic. I think that it's the kind of thing that they don't get a whole lot of issues of, mm. but the fact that, I mean, new DBZ stuff, I mean, it was gone. Let's go to Kinukuniya, New York, and, and, well, and was, buy them out, too. talking about that with Heath. It's like, yeah, I can easily go do that, but it costs us 30 bucks to get there. 60. Per person, right. So, yeah. it's, <laughs> man. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll just order online. Anyway, um, a lot of talk about episode of Bardock and all its associated announcements. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to the last episode. We gave you all the breakdowns. Rachel, who has contributed to our site and Constantine, she's been around as long as, as long as I have. Rachel is one of our other oldies. She got her, I think she ordered it from Amazon Japan. So the shipping was astronomical, but I think she had it in like <laughs> two days. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So uh, Rachel's going to- Is she on the East Coast? Uh, Florida, I think. Okay. So yeah. Damn, that's really fast. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Say, is she on the West Coast, maybe? <laughs> um, on her personal site, she's got a full synopsis of the chapter. I think it's the first place that's got like detailed information. Going over the names and all that stuff, so you know you got accurate information. I will be sure to post a link to it there. And of course, people are talking about it over on uh, our forum. What I think we will do with episode of Bardock, since it's only going to be three parts, we'll continue to talk about it as these three parts come out, but we'll hold off until all three are available and do a full review of it at that okay. point. So we can kind of get that the full like story a good idea. in uh, one of the favorite phrases of Jeff and I, the whole thing in context. In context. So look yes. forward to that over the next couple months. I'm excited. Something I wrote up. I kind of saw it as a common sense thing, but it was kicking around in my head. I wrote a little post over on my personal blog about why this is the best thing that could probably be doing right now. It's like an untapped resource, this whole Bardock thing. And yeah, I feel like yeah. now's the right time. Now's the right time. For they, really creative to. stuff to come out. Mm-hmm. They got to do the creative. They've got to do, I don't remember how I phrased it, but it's like this Multi- mass media, me- yeah, yeah, yeah. all out attack all, in all these different areas. This is how you have to do it right now for Dragon Ball. So you can go give that a read if you want. I I think as you read it, you're going to be going, yeah. Yeah, no shit. Duh. Well, of course. But um, it gave me an excuse to put up some pictures as well. Your pictures. I always enjoy that. So that is our our stuffage, our non-news. Mary, are you ready? It's kind of news-ish. Are you ready for one, one news story? I am ready for some news. So we just reported last week how Dragon Box 7 had been announced for September 13th. Mm-hmm. And as we anticipated, it's Got already delayed. been delayed. <laughs> so, you know, if that's okay, yeah, it, it spreads it's out our purchases a little more, especially post-con season. Because yeah. you never know what's going to go down. Uh, Dragon Box 6 is on order. I think that's out on the 19th, some, somewhere around there. But of course, all the right stuff orders are coming in. So. Do you think Funimation will have some early stuff at their booth at Oticon? Early and, stuff? Yeah, and Anime Expo. 
Um, they have, usually do. I don't know how early. I have to admit, I'm never really good about seeing what's at the booth that might be breaking release date, like I, an early kind of treat for people who attend cons. They but I wonder if they have any Dragon Box stuff. Oh, I don't know about this. Because in a month, Dragon Box 6 will be out past its official date. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember way, it was early on in the podcast. I don't remember what year it was, but when we went to go see Movie 12, yes. we were playing in theaters in New oh. York. First of all, the store around the corner from Penn Station. Yeah. We went to it recently with... Image Keith Anime. Yeah, it was Name Image dropping. Anime. Uh, they broke release date, and so I bought Funimation's DVD before I went to see Funimation's version in theaters. And then at Oticon that year, they I believe they also had... Maybe it was movie 13. It was 12 and or 13 that they had at the con before release date. So they have done that stuff with Dragon Ball before. I don't know about Dragon Ball 7... Because now it's being pushed back to October 11th. Mm. So it's a little further off. Yeah, that's off pretty dang Into far. the fall, but... Um, I'm sure there's good reason. I'm sure. I mean, they're they're switching out of being owned by Navarre to private. And, I mean, every Dragon Box has been delayed. Like, the Japanese Dragon Boxes all had this. And now all of Funimation's Dragon Boxes have this. It's just expected. It's not a bad it's thing. A jinx. It just tells you. is. That's what happens with the Dragon Boxes. That's all we got for news this week. Okay. It's just been some more Bardock details. Details as people actually get their V jumps, getting all that bits and uh, a Dragon Box delay. So, Mary, what we will do right now is we are going to transition over to our previously recorded story time. Story time. Manga review of Awesomeness, Volume 40 with Jeff. When we come back, you and I are going to answer some questions and call it a show. Joining us mid show for our 40th manga review of Awesomeness. Mr. Jeff, welcome back, sir. Yes, I am so thankful to be here for the midlife crisis episode <laughs> of our manga review. Over the hill. Dragon Ball hit midlife crisis forever ago, man. <laughs> yeah, man. well, I'm still here to rock it with good times. I'm so glad to have now you, Now Dragon Ball's buying a Corvette. Yeah, right. It's never going to use it. <laughs> Either still with us or also joining us. I don't know, because we're doing this first, amazingly enough. Mary, hello. Hi. Let's rock this volume. Let's rock this. We are up to our 40th volume in our usually monthly manga review of Awesome. I think I'm going to get this out in the month of June, so it still sort of counts. And then it's going to be July next week. Yeah, so. I know. We'll do one next week. Uh, we are up to volume 40. We have been doing this for a while now. What we'd like to do is go through the manga volume by volume. We recap everything that happens in it, and we go around. We, uh, we get all the different perspectives. You have folks like Julian, who's not here with us at the moment. Moment, and myself that have definitely read the whole thing beginning to end forward backward julian in multiple languages we got mary over here now basically you've read the whole thing beginning to end but prior to starting the manga review it was kind of sporadically was reading the manga but saw most of the tv version yeah so it was little bits and pieces here and there and then the most important member of the manga review of awesomeness because you keep us grounded in reality jeff you have been reading the manga for the first time ever ever you are almost done though sir oh geez really so we've been joking about your newbie perspective your noob perspective since we're almost done it's no longer really the intact cherry perspective but pretty close has it popped yet? I mean, come on. It's like hanging now. It's it's like 
It, the manga's jamming away at you, Jeff. Oh, it hurts, man. It's it hurts. It's a 40-volume-year-old virgin. Wow. <laughs> Bad joke. All right, so what does this volume cover? It covers chapters 473 through 485. Of course, going by the original Japanese Tonkobon, that is obviously volume 40. If you're going by the Kanzenpan release, it's actually all within volume 32. It's about a third of the way in, and then there's one extra chapter after uh, 486 that's in that one volume. If you're going by Viz over in North America, it is DBZ Graphic Novel number 24, and if you're going by Viz Big, it is the third of the three in DBZ number eight. So what we'll do, like always, is we'll go through the chapters, tell you what's going on. Jeff will check in on your predictions that you made last time to see how well you did. We've got all our talking points. We've got some visitisms from our buddy Jake over at Constantine. We'll make new predictions Lots of stuff. I'm going to get you going here. Chapter 473. Goku has the kids turn into Super Saiyans at max power, but doesn't seem too phased by what he senses. He tells Trunks to lower his key a little bit to match Goten's and to remember what that feels like there at equal power. As they're working out the basics, Babidi chimes in to say that he's learned one of his targets lives at Capsule Corporation in West City, which is where they're heading. The group only has one wish left, so they can't both bring back everyone to life if they're killed and restore the city. They gotta take care of this situation. Bulma's dragon radar is back at home anyway, and if that gets destroyed, they're hosed. Goku orders Trunks to go fetch it. He is going to go stall Majin Buu himself. Goku teleports over, but Babidi and Majin Buu aren't too impressed. Babidi orders Buu around a bit, which Goku catches onto, and inserts a little remark about it. Babidi can tell that Buu is getting too smart too fast, but luckily Buu just wants to beat this guy up anyway. Their actual targets are busy training to defeat them, which is met by laughs, and even as Goku transforms, they can't contain their laughter. Goku is going to have to take this to the level of Super Saiyan beyond the level beyond Super Saiyan. Next chapter, uh, why don't we go over to Mary, 474. Goku doesn't really want to do this, but he has to. Trunks stopped moving when he felt Goku's key, so Goku has to scream at him to get moving again. Bobbity wonders, who the heck is he talking to? He looks like he's just talking to himself. Goku turns back to normal so he can describe these different stages to him. First is his normal stage, followed by Super Saiyan, followed by the level of Super Saiyan beyond Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 2 he figures, and then the entire planet begins to shake. Even Tenshin Han and Taozu far away can feel it as Goku powers up. And then even Gohan, Kibito, and Kaioshin off on their planet can feel the power. This monstrous new form has Goku's hair completely grown down his back, his eyebrows are gone, and sparks are surrounding him. This is Super Saiyan 3. He's not used to it just yet, though. Kaiosama says Goku's time left will be used up, and he still has to teach the kids fusion. Goku goes on the offensive, smacking and twirling Majin Buu around a bit. It doesn't really damage him at all, though, and he starts fighting back. Jeff, sir, 475. The two continue their fight, with Goku firing a massive Kamehameha through Buu's stomach. Buu pops right back to normal, though, and fires his own Kamehameha right back at Goku. He's forced to knock it away, which blows up what's probably a good portion of the planet in the process. Goku senses that Trunks is on the move again, so he must have gotten the Dragon Radar by now. He turns back to normal, seemingly done with the fight. He asks them to stop killing for just a couple days so they can fight the really strong guys. As Babidi protests, Goku gets in one last remark in an attempt to get Buu to think for himself before he teleports away. Buu says he has a really good idea and gets Babidi to come closer. He grabs him by the neck so he can't speak, and therefore also can't seal him away, and punches his head so it explodes. Chapter 476. Boo tosses the body aside and also blows it up for good measure. He's pretty happy for himself here. Goku and Piccolo can tell Babidi's been killed and wonder if this means some temporary peace. But Boo starts going on a rampage just for fun anyway, so... 
Well, that sucks. Boo comes across a woman and asks for a kiss, but she's scared of him. He's not very handsome. Boo turns his face into a good-looking guy from a newspaper, but she's still freaking out, so he turns her into candy and eats her. As they look down upon the destruction, Goku reveals that using Super Saiyan 3 is fine in the afterlife, where time doesn't really matter because he's dead, but here in the realm of the living, it takes up too much energy, so he has to borrow time against what he has left. In fact, Baba shows up and says he only has 30 minutes left at this point. Gohan has sensed his father's power, and knowing how much he must have trained in the afterlife, Gohan's determined to train just as hard. Trunk shows up with the Dragon Radar, and the two kids are ready to learn. Now that Goku's shown off Super Saiyan 3 and proved his power, they are quite obedient. Chapter 477. It seems like Goku's lost a lot of energy and will have to go back soon, so he has to show them the fusion right now. He begins a pose by sticking his arms out to the side, doing a little step sideways and swinging his arms over, then swings them back over himself after making a fist and extends his fingers all while saying, Fusion! Ha! No one really wants to do this dance, but Piccolo ultimately has to showcase it in full with Goku. Majin Buu lands in another town, flings everyone up in the air along with some animals, and turns them all into clay to build a house. He molds the thing with his own hands and then shows the reader all the different areas of the house, including where he poops. After a quick, and we mean quick, nap, He's off again. Baba has come for Goku, so he has to leave. Piccolo is going to have to continue teaching the kids. Goten gets all weepy-eyed and hugs his dad after Videl says that she thinks Gohan's still alive. Goku takes off, saying he'll see everyone again after they die. Chapter 478 Baba brings Goku back to Enma Dayo's where he can find the way himself. Goku, running past the workers and dead souls, heads over to Enma and says that most of the Earth's population is probably on its way. By the way, did his son Gohan come this way? Nope. Enma would have recognized Goku's son alright, so he must still be alive. Dabra came though. He would have been too happy in hell, so Enma sent him up to heaven. Goku manages to hone in on Gohan's key and teleports to Kaioshin's planet. They catch up for a while, and each side describes what's been going on. A day later, back on Earth, Piccolo is inside the Room of Spirit and Time with Goku. Ten and Trunks, determined to get them to Master Fusion today. Meanwhile, Majin Buu has taken out two-thirds of the Earth. Boo flies off to his next target and comes across a little boy out in the mountains. The boy can't see him, and therefore can't be afraid of what he sees, which Boo doesn't understand at first. He places his hand on the boy's eyes and heals his blindness. The boy has been blind since birth, so he doesn't have any reason to freak out when he sees what Boo looks like, thanking him for such kindness. The boy pays Boo, who decides that it tastes awful. Boo flies off, turns a guy into milk, and brings it back for the boy, and then moves on to destroying another city. Back on Kaioshin's planet, Goku wants Gohan to try cutting some rocks with the sword. Chapter 479. Instead of that, Kaioshin brings out a piece of Kachin, the strongest metal in the universe. Goku flings it at Gohan, who breaks the sword on it. Maybe the power of the sword was just training with it and getting naturally stronger. He's not even a Super Saiyan right now, so he must be incredibly strong. All of a sudden, there's some old guy behind them. It's the Kaioshin from 15 generations ago. He got sealed away in that sword because some guy was scared of him. Goku wants to test this guy out, so he fires a key blast at him, which knocks him over and burns him up a little bit. It wasn't his strength that scared the old bad guy, it was his special technique. After some quick thinking and bartering about nude magazines versus actual women, eventually going with Bulma, it's decided that the old Kaioshin will use his technique to bring out all of Gohan's dormant power. The old Kaioshin can go beyond what's been done before with Gohan. He starts doing a crazy dance around Gohan. 
Pokemon. It's going to take 5 hours for the ritual and then another 20 hours for the actual power-up. Back in the room of Spirit in Time, Piccolo says the kids are just about ready. It's time for them to match their key levels and try the fusion technique out for reals this time. Chapter 480, Yamcha announces that the kids are going to try fusion for real. What will be their name though? Trunten or Gotenks? With their key levels identical, Piccolo instructs them to fuse, and they do. The result, however, is a short fat guy because Trunks had his fingers pointed at one point when he should have had him in a fist. They get excited for a second as he starts running, but he almost immediately runs out of breath. Half hour later, the two slip back into normal and they try fusion again. This time, the bottom fingers don't quite touch right, so it results in a skinny old guy. Yet another half hour and fourth breaking wall panel later, they try again and it's right. It's Gotenks! Piccolo wants them to try again in half an hour of super science, but Gotenks is confident he can take out Boo just like this. He flies off, but returns a little later completely busted up all over. Piccolo screams that they need to train today and will fight Boo tomorrow. Meanwhile, the old Kaioshin is still doing his magical dance around Gohan. Chapter 481. In just one day, Majin Buu has killed 80% of the world's population. Every bit of military has been thrown at him, but it's no use. He just kills and turns everyone into candy when he's hungry. There's one hope left though, the strongest man in the universe, Mr. Satan. Satan is escorted out of Majin Buu's home with a bag of secret weapons to take him out, and after some shenanigans that proves he's still a scaredy cat, he walks up to the home, gets frightened by a lizard, and encounters Buu. First he tries feeding him poison chocolate, but Buu likes that even more than his human candy. Next up is a video game system, and after a couple games that Buu can't figure out, Satan makes it explode which Boo enjoys. Mr. Satan asks to take a photo with Boo. He makes Boo lay down on the ground in a pose that makes it look like he defeated Boo, saying it's, uh, it's the popular pose these days. Mr. Satan will be Boo's servant now. He's funny. As Satan cleans and feeds the monster, he swears he'll find a way to defeat him. Chapter 482. Goku questions what's up with the old Kaioshin's power-up, but... Kaioshin says he has confidence in him. At the same time, Gohan questions the old Kaioshin why he's sleeping during all this. It's time to try the fusion as Super Saiyans now, and with their key equal, the kids pull it off perfectly this time. He's got the same cocky attitude again though. Gotenks blasts down to Earth to show off his power, flies around the globe a few times, and eventually lets Piccolo catch up with him. Forget all this, it's time to defeat Boo. They've only got about a minute left in their fusion time though, the idiots. They arrive at Boo's home, call him out, and promptly separate back into Goten and Trunks and blast away to hide as Boo comes out to see what's up. Chapter 483. Mr. Satan finishes up reading to Boo before he takes off to go kill more people. While he's gone, Mr. Satan will rig up some crazy explosives to take him out. Meanwhile, a couple of thugs are murdering people with guns, including a helpless elderly couple. The world's going to shit anyway, so may as well go ahead and kill some people. Majin Boo returns with a dog that wouldn't run away in fear. Satan says that the dog's leg is injured, which is probably why. Boo heals the dog and wants it to run away in fear so he can kill it. But the dog loves Boo for helping him. Boo is intrigued and starts playing and having fun with the dog. They can't feed him chocolate though, so Mr. Satan takes off to buy some actual dog food. He thinks about taking this chance to explode Boo from afar, but he looks so happy and he doesn't want to hurt the dog too. The murdering bastards are still on a spree in another town. Mr. Satan asks Boo why he kills people, to which he responds that it's what BBD and Bobbity told him to do for play. Satan says he shouldn't listen to those mean people and ends up quite easily convincing Boo to stop killing. As they're playing fetch with the dog, the thugs show up and shoot 
the dog, Boo's eyes open wide. Chapter 484. The thugs open fire on Boo and Satan as Boo starts literally steaming mad. Satan rushes up and unleashes on the guys. The dog is still barely alive, so Boo is able to heal him back to normal. Piccolo, looking down with Dende, wonders what is going on with Boo and Satan together, but thinks there still might be a threat. One of the thugs is still able to get up, though, and shoots Mr. Satan. It seems like just a graze, though, and Boo is also able to heal him up fine. Boo is still steaming all over the place and screams for Satan to take the dog and run. They'll die if they stay. Boo looks up into the sky where his steam has started to form into something. In the last chapter of the volume, 485, the tall, skinny, new Boo appears to be all of the evil within the other one, leaving a nice one and a completely evil separate Boo. This new Boo blows away the thug and runs up to the nice Boo face to face, who attacks and even tries to turn him into chocolate, but he's absolutely no match and it gets reversed on him, and the nice Boo ends up as candy, which the evil Boo then eats. Another transformation takes place with a ton of steam, and yet another new singular Boo forms, this one a thin version of what the first Boo looked like. He unleashes a scream of power that terrifies Piccolo. First thing we're going to do, Jeff, we're going to check in on your predictions. Last time we did a manga review of Awesomeness. This is a pretty interesting one. You said you were not fully convinced Vegeta is gone for good, but we won't see much of him. Well, Vegeta died last volume, and we saw no Vegeta this volume at yep, all. That works. All right, so you're on to something there. Next thing you said, every time there's a big, major, super creepy, ultra fun, mega creepy guy. I believe I copied that <laughs> was down that, was that perfectly. Perfect? Oh, yes. wow, okay. <laughs> he wreaks havoc on the planet, so that is what Boo's going to do. Um, what are we up to? Two-thirds of the planet, and then 80%? The planet's destroyed? Population yeah. gone? Okay, you're yeah, there you go. You're good. All right. Next thing you said, Bobbity's going to die. Did you have any idea that it was Boo who was going to do it? No clue. No clue at all. And in fact, I wasn't even sure if Bobbity was going to die in the first place. That was just a random guess. I'm surprised I got that right. And I think we were talking about that because Piccolo uh, sliced that bastard in half previously, but yeah. mm-hmm. he didn't actually die. And uh, he was still hovering around a little bit. Pretty good there. You said in the future, Boo will be killed rather than getting sealed away. That sounded like a, not necessarily a prediction for this next volume, but going into the future. You haven't done a whole lot of those, so we're going to keep that one in mind Mm -hmm. as we continue on. You said, we'll see fusion, probably not the sword though, until the end of the volume. Interesting. We definitely saw many takes of fusion here. Yeah. And uh, we did see a bit with the sword that resulted in some new stuff. We'll definitely talk about that as we get going a little bit. You said there's two big training montages to happen. We're going to have Gohan with the sword because he's up there training. And we've got the kids doing fusion that are going to need to train. And you weren't sure how that was all going to play out. What did you think? I mean, we'll talk about that a little bit. But real quick, what did you think about that? Having two different scenes, two different places, people doing stuff? I um, I was actually thinking more like that there wasn't going to be much interaction going on. Mm. It, it wasn't just montages. You know, they weren't just showing off the training training scenes or whatnot. Okay. There was actual interaction going on. So I think it's a little different than than what I was getting to, what but I'm thought. sure in the anime it was that way. And then the last thing you said, since Boo seems more powerful than anyone else, he's going to eat the planet. And we stopped you because I liked it just alone like that. I thought it was funny <laughs> if Boo would just eat the planet, but uh, you were correct. He's turning people into candy and basically eating the population of Earth here. Yeah. So you were dead 
on. Sweet. It's a very accurate volume. Yeah, yeah. You were uh, pretty good there. Yeah, no kidding. Do you think it was because we were being introduced to the villain here? And of course, that's like you were saying, that's what the villain's going to do. He's going to wreak havoc for a little bit. So I guess it's common sense. Well, but it's still pretty good, Jeff. Y- uh, yeah. If you if you look at how large this volume is and that we only have two left yeah. and the story has to end by then, right, what can right. you do in, in the one of three volumes, you know, where, where he's loose? And I do want to remind people that the next two volumes, 41 and 42, those are significantly long, at least I feel it, significantly longer than regular volumes of the manga because we're coming up on the end. Is it that it's 17 chapters as opposed to 13? I think that's about right, but uh, 41 and 42 are about the size of a prior three volumes. So there's, yeah, there's only two volumes left, but they're longer, so it's kind of weird how we're cramming in stuff. All right, let's go through some uh, general talking points. Something I want to toss out there that has no bearing on anything whatsoever, but Boo sleeping in his pajamas in his chair. That's the loading screen in Ultimate Battle 22. And I just adore this one of the only loading screens I like. <laughs> He's got the little snot bubble, I think, at the same time. Yeah. Mary, I know you played Ultimate Battle 22 a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just love Boo in pajamas. Yeah. He's he looks great. so content in his little bed. Oh, come on. He's like, this is right, poop. And then he, he gets like squishy faced as he's pooping. How can you not just find him utterly adorable? I didn't notice the squishy face. No, no, it's totally in there. He's totally taking a dump in real time in the manga here. Ew. All right. Uh, something that's pretty important in this volume is the reintroduction of Mr. Satan as a primary character, I would say. What are your thoughts on his relationship with Majin Buu? I mean, when Satan was around previously, it was kind of as a joke character, uh, but he ended up being the punchline to that joke when he defeated Cell. And we're going to get more of Satan being a punchline later on. But for now, he's there with the villain being friendly. Jeff, let me ask you about these two. Well, it's funny because Mr. Satan just doesn't want to die. Oh, no. It's really what it is. So, I mean, his motivation is easily just to stay alive. Yeah, yeah. The way that it that it plays out is just hysterical. And I think the two of them are um, like a really good uh, a really good comedic team, if anything. Yeah, yeah. Especially just how easy it is to convince Boo that killing is bad. I, I can't remember if this was a real quote or something, but is it that Toriyama wanted to write the adventures of Boo and Mr. Satan if he was going to do any kind of follow-up? I could easily see that Wouldn't that be amazing? Yes. That'd be a scream. So yeah, these two together, it's it's very interesting. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and uh, it's actually giving a lot of validation to Mr. Satan. It's like not just a throwaway character, but right, right. You know, actually able to do something for the plot, not just be an annoyance. He's a real character here. And I know we've talked about this a little bit as we've been getting into the Boo arc. And I think sometimes when you're not here, Jeff, we're answering emails. I've talked about Mr. Satan, just like what we were saying, introduced just a joke character. But the more he's used, and the more that Toriyama integrates him into the plot I mean, seeing his emotion upon the dog getting shot and then himself getting grazed and worrying about uh, Boo and not wanting to blow up Boo because he looks so happy and he's worried about the dog, too. Like, he's got all this going on in his head. It's the most we've ever heard Mr. Satan think to himself. And it's what's really fascinating about it is the fact that it happens in just a few short panels and yet you're completely sold on it. Yeah. In that short amount of time, like, oh, yeah, they're buds. And, you know, he's, you know, he's not that much of an asshole. Mm. As much as I thought, so I think Toriyama deserves some credit there for you making you care about a character that otherwise you just want to smack upside the head. Yeah, yeah, he's been that way a lot. You start feeling him... 
a little bit more during the Budokai we had a little earlier when Videl is introduced and he's meeting Gohan. Like, he's starting to be a little bit of a dad character, but he's still kind of a dick in terms of the way he represents himself. He's much more down to earth than we give him credit for, but only in the harshest situation when it comes down to his own well-being. It's very strange describing this character. He's very complex, and I never would have thought it when he was uh, first introduced. Yeah, actually, you're, you're totally right. I think, if anything, you're always sort of given the idea that Mr. Satan is the only human character in the yeah. entire series. Right, you know, right. Because um, everything that he does is basically like the same reactions any human being would have. So he is probably the most realistic character in the entire series. I love that. We got to hone in on his reactions because he's completely delusional about stuff yep. but but he's he's just a guy and he's witnessing people flying and these aliens like what else would a normal person try to say to convince themselves well it's got to be a trick I don't understand mm-hmm. this can't be real and I, we're going to see more of that later on with him when he gets transported to other places like well this just isn't real I must be dreaming so <laughs> what the fuck I don't care anymore so I, I think we're going to have some great times with him later on um, maybe we'll come back to him in a little bit let's talk about some of the new things introduced in this volume. We've got Super Saiyan 3 and Fusion being introduced in the same volume, really within chapters, panels of each other. It's really, really close. Something I will toss out there, I know we noted this before, Fusion is actually the suggestion of Video Girl Eye author Masakazu Katsura as a way to uh, power up the heroes in a different way other than more golden hair. But at the same time, we get more golden hair. Jeff, two new power-ups in the same volume. How do you feel about this weirdly it seems appropriate yeah. I, don't know. I didn't feel like it was overkill. It, it actually gave a lot more content to this volume, especially with one additional chapter. It, it could have easily gone into, uh, you know, filler territory with uh, some of the training, like the montages I was bringing up. Right. So it actually gave more story to focus on, I guess. Like it, it, it gave the, uh, uh, the chapters more uh, of something to look at. And uh, they're both really interesting techniques. I mean, when they're first introduced, it's like, oh, dear God, not another thing, you know? So um, at least... Uh, as they're explaining what these two like as we see the two different moves sort of fully fleshed out they're not just like throwaway things they're actually pretty serious except for like the fusion thing as a silly dance to it right right but yeah, I don't know. It was weird because I was thinking Super Saiyan 3 was going to be like, oh, dear God, you know, here's another stage. Doesn't make any sense. But. And, and it is completely ridiculous in its own right. I mean, hair, where's it going to go? Of course, it's going to go down the back. Oh, now you don't have eyebrows. Yeah, it's completely ridiculous. But I kind of buy it, Goku. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on it. Exactly. I don't get what it gives Goku other than being way stronger. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that its plot device is not for the purpose of actually beating Boo. It's like, I'm just yes. doing this to kill time. <laughs> Right. That maybe that's why it's I know Heath and I were talking about this in email maybe an episode or two ago. Does the addition of more characters being able to turn super signed, does that dilute its importance? Do you care anymore? And here we have a third stage, but it's introduced in such a different way. It's not the result of someone being killed and being angry about it. It's just he trained really damn hard. Look what I can do. And I gotta like you said, Mary, I gotta waste some time here. So I'm gonna show something. Off. Yeah. Very, very 
different it for is. Toriyama transformations. Yeah. I'm, I'm really quite shocked at how it seems legit and um, you can't really argue too much about how silly it is when it's not being used. I mean, they had they did fight yeah, when yeah. he was Super Saiyan 3, but uh, he didn't win. He uh, actually wasn't able to use, uh, use it for that long either. And I agree with Mary. As a diversion tactic, that's a great way to introduce it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think because of how different it was, it didn't seem like uh, something You weren't over- groaning. Overdone. Yeah, it's like, it. oh, he's going to get angry at something. He's going to power up. Mm-hmm. This is totally different. It's something yeah. that's he's already achieved off screen, which yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. We've had that before. We had, for example, Vegeta when he yeah. first turned Super Saiyan. It had been off screen, but still gets a badass introduction to it. Trunks had already been able to turn it, but then we see the reason for it. So we kind of got the depiction of it. This one's just bitches. I can do it. What's up? <laughs> What about fusion, though, Jeff? This was a little bit different. This is a device to theoretically defeat the villain at some point. Yeah. But it's being done in this weird way. It's the Boo arc is just full of wacky, nonsensical stuff. But because it's all thrown in together, you kind of buy it as, yeah, this this fits. I don't see why not. At least that's how I feel. There were bears holding guns and killing people in earlier volumes, so I'm quite used to this. We've gone from bear with sword to bear with gun. Oh, yeah, bear with sword. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm quite used to this by now. So, no, it's totally believable. The fusion thing was really interesting, though. Um, the, the fact of the matter is uh, just one single gesture that goes wrong, mm-hmm. and they're a completely different character. I think that's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially when they when they first do it, and there's like this, just this you know little short guy mm-hmm. who can't do anything, can't even run. <laughs> right, right. And that's just because he made a fist at the wrong time. Yeah, like that's just hysterical. And the second one's not even fist instead of fingers; just fingers didn't touch, touch right. right. Yeah, I mean you got to get it perfect. Mary, you're a fan of the Gotenks stuff. I am. I think Gotenks is a singular entity. Is <laughs> really hysterical it's because it's trunks's attitude on crack like i i don't even sense goten in gotenks to be honest i think goten's naivete is in there with the yeah we're strong enough let's go do it yeah i guess the not thinking plus the cockiness equals gotenks and he's more of an asshole than a lot of the adults yeah he sure is Mm -hmm. So for pu- such a pipsqueak to see him with such bravado right, right. always makes for good comedy. We and haven't even seen what he can do yet. Well, that's what I was going to say. We even have more go- Gotenks on the way because they're successful now. And as soon as they're successful, they're unfused. So that was we- another bit of good comedy. Like, <laughs> we're here. Oh, wait. Crack. We've got to come back to Gotenks at some point. So maybe, Jeff, that can be one of your predictions. We'll, well see Gotenks again. That's very true. But I got to mention, um, it was also kind of nice to see them think that they were good enough to fight Boo. Mm. Come back totally defeated. Yeah, you also don't get to off see screen. It. We don't get to see the fight. That is also really good. I loved not seeing it. It just yeah. happens. Yep, I agree. It's it's no, no big deal. Mm-hmm. It just comes back defeated. I think that was, was perfect. Do they um was that fillerized? I think it was fillerized in the TV version because I think I remember that. And yep. the manga was so much better. Yeah, I love not seeing it. Right, it right. makes That's for so, so much more funny. I, I really think that like there's there's like a whole perspective on how things happen in the manga where you pick out scenes that occur mm-hmm. and you're like. That has to be filler in the right, right. You in can my tell. perspective. That's my perspective where I didn't watch most of this part of the series at right. all. I haven't seen any of this in the anime. So it's like I'm reading parts of the manga going, that must have been filler, that must have been filler, that yeah. must have been. I, it's, it's really hysterical that I'm right most of the time yeah. when I say that. <laughs> 
but I think that's um that's kind of why I really love reading the manga because it's like if this were the series I would have been bored probably mm-hmm. but in here it's just so quick that it, it's just funny yeah Toriyama's got those ideas reduced down to exactly what makes them funny and enjoyable the comedic timing has gotten yeah. nearly perfected I think in this volume like you got your action but the funny yeah, stuff yeah. is really funny and there's drama which is also yeah. mm-hmm. well, we'll talk about the drama uh, I do want to talk about the TV version for uh, a minute here we did check in on one scene we were talking about it before we came to record like is there anything we could watch is there anything significant uh, not really some filler here and there like oh let's at least watch Goku's Super Saiyan 3 transformation it's extended there's some pretty interesting stuff in there what I like is that when it zooms in on his eye you get the Ozaru that they show for a little bit and then he turns back into little baby Goku and then it's just like the power of the science for reals absolutely in this amazing new form that's not in the manga so they're expanding on the idea a little bit and maybe that's contradicted later in GT with Super Saiyan 4 really taking the power of the Ozaru so uh, but a little interesting note there one of Toriyama's original designs for Super Saiyan 3 had a tail so Maybe there's a little something to it there. Um, Jeff, your thoughts on this scene in the TV version as opposed to the manga? Anything? Uh, or was it just kind of, yep, that was a scene? Well, you know, I usually go on about the length, but that's kind of overdone. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. I mean, it's just the usual Dragon Ball mm-hmm. timing, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, the whole scene where they go back to the Ozaru, Mm-hmm. They show the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. training to the black place. screen and everything. Very 2001 Space Odyssey. Isn't it? I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the shattering glass and yeah, exactly. zooming in. Yeah, no, that was that was like something that I kind of wish more film directors would do. You know? <laughs> I know. It's like the certain thing where like when when Ocean. And I love that movie, happen. so just throw it in any anime. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, exactly. No, you, a, a little bit of that helps. I mean, I know it's a very 80s thing to do, but I mean, right. it looks good. And, and it actually was very convincing in, in uh the in the scene we watched mm-hmm. and uh i just i mean i hate to say it but yeah it's just like the start of the porcupine you know <laughs> when you see the hair come out yeah it's, yeah it's just like the Wait, one does thing. that like expand retract expand retract expand down the back yeah pretty much uh, and actually the manga doesn't really do too much different from the from the uh, series it doesn't it's just you know singular pictures Pretty much, I. But I gotta say, that much hair doesn't doesn't get in the way at all. <laughs> it is a little weird. When fighting, it seems very stiff for long hair. Yeah, and what happens when you cut it? <laughs> Does that mean he loses his power? Is it- <laughs> yeah. If you cut it while it's three, I bet you he can't cut it. Right. Okay. Magical so hair, Jeff. It's gold. See, that's probably what's like, that could have been an easy spoiler for the, the future volumes for me, but you know, like. <laughs> Why is Goku bald? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, like he'd be fighting at Super Saiyan 3 and then all of a sudden they'd be like, all right, get the scissors. And then he loses his power. Like if, like when he loses his <laughs> tail. Remove the tail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grab so, his hair. You never know. I mean, that could definitely come up, but I always thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Something I do want to note about the scene is I'm always blown away by Masako Nozawa, her performance. As oh, soon as yeah. that transformation is done, she just lowers that voice. She's calm, which is interesting. She's not like, oh, I'm a huffing gruff right. kind of guy. It's just very smooth. I don't know what it is about the tone of her voice down there, but it's silky, smooth, badass, <laughs> mm-hmm. low. Just, I don't even know how to Maybe describe it. Maybe it's the trying to portray that go. Goku's so confident in this form mm-hmm. that he has no he has no reason to show off. He's right, just right. talking like, yeah. 
<laughs> I've reached and the bottom. And he bond. apologizes. <laughs> Sorry it took so long. I'm not used to it yet. I love it. That That's very Frieza-esque. It is, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I'm not used to this form yet. I was thinking the same thing. Was yeah. Like, oh, that sounds like something Frieza would say. And we've had Goku's speech change a little bit. When he first turned Super Saiyan back in the Frieza arc, his dialogue did change. It was much more harsh to the point, um, less uh, ad-libbing by Nozawa in terms of vowels, that kind of stuff. And that eventually faded away as he got used to the form. And now that we have yet another totally badass form, a little bit of that is being brought back to the performance, which I definitely appreciate mm-hmm. over there. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, I really hope they pay uh, Nozawa, right? Yes. I really hope they paid her well because she was screaming for like a good 10 minutes doing that. She can command whatever she wants. I mean, she's just this old lady. She walks in and she's like, bitches, I'm Goku. Let me do it. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Check you later. You know where to send them the check. Yeah, right. All right, let's move away from the TV version back over to the manga. And again, for those of you who do listen to the podcast, Heath and I spoiled a little bit of this when we were talking uh, with an email a couple episodes ago. But Mary, I was describing it to you. It was the, we've got all these different transformations. Usually they're brought about by anger or death. That's what's being used. Well, here we have Super Saiyan 3, completely different from that. The death and the emotion here is completely different from anything we've had before. We've got these two thugs really in cold blood murdering people for the hell of murdering people. And that's brought over to Boo and Satan and the dog as well. Like I said, completely different from what we've had before. So Jeff, reading this, you didn't see this in the TV version ever before. So totally new to you. Totally new. Had no idea this happened. What was your take on this as you started reading it? It's like, it's like the end of Excel saga where they throw the drama into it, like actual (laughs) drama. And you're like, whoa, 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 hold on. Wait a second. You know, readjust that whole thing. (laughs) Try gun first four episodes wacky you don't really know and by the yeah. end you're like oh god i'm so <gasps> yeah it, it's pretty much that same sort of idea here mm-hmm. um although it seemed at first like a bit of a ploy like oh this random dog just happened to show up mm-hmm. and oh these killers are in another town okay obviously there's going to be some kind of i'm going to meet up with someone yeah and you you just sort of know what's going to happen mm-hmm. because we were just listing examples right there we've seen this many times before um but uh the the way that it's handled is just very well done. So it's And Toriyama still- does not write drama. No. I, I, I almost get he that. He can't do it. We go back to that comment he made about the Bardock TV special. And one of the reasons he loved it was, I can't write stuff like this. And you're doing such great things with my universe. I could never write this. Mm-hmm. And here he is kind of doing it a little bit himself. Yeah. Maybe he learned something. Maybe. <laughs> when that came out. Yeah, I, I would say that he, uh, I mean, you can tell that he's not a fan of writing drama, mm-hmm. certainly, but there are moments where he's done it extremely well in the past, like the death of Chiao Tzu and sure. uh, a couple other spot moments. So it's sort of fleshed out here. It's not yeah, as yeah. quick as those spot moments, you know? And it's not our main characters doing it. It's just these two guys. Well, it's How a way weird. to kind of move Boo's character forward. Mm-hmm. Do you have to at this point? Because, yeah. I mean, we just got him to stop being a bad guy because... Satan's convinced him to stop killing. Well, now, so then what do you do? He's, now he's moving into the new Piccolo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to split off the evil. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, I don't think I've ever really thought about that before, but it is kind of a redux of Piccolo splitting yeah. off the evil side. And I want it to bother me more because mm-hmm. it's such a blatant retread, but it doesn't. No. Just because I think he keeps getting reabsorbed. Like oh, they don't geez. they don't really remain two separate entities for that yeah, long. Yeah. So but the general idea of it is very Piccolo-ish. Mary, well, how about you? How about the human drama here with the, the murdering going around? Well, I'm not a fan of the murder, but I like the human drama. Mary's a fan of murder. No, <laughs> not a fan of murder. Yeah, I 
agree with everything else that's been said. I mean, <laughs> I can't think of anything else. All right. Well, I mean, I should mention that um, Boo essentially... I'm going to just move it to another plot point, I guess. Sure. Go for it. Okay. So Boo gets angry. It floats up in the air, turns into another Boo. Uh-huh. Uh, that Boo turns the... Real the the first boo into chocolate and <laughs> right. eats it and then turns into another now boo. Now we have another new boo. I think uh, kind of to respond to Mary's point, I think it's because things happen so quickly mm-hmm. that it can't uh, tire on you. Like when we were talking about uh, Piccolo mm-hmm. way long ago. And, and uh, again, going to the off-camera stuff, well, mm-hmm. we only learned about that later on with the split from Kami, God. Yeah. This it, was, we're, we're seeing it happen right there. But it's happening quickly. It's really, really fast. I mean, this evil boo is within the span of a couple pages that he's gone. So it's it's kind of ridiculous in a sense only because things that turn out to uh, be good get so quickly reverted back to evil. I think mm. it's happened many times actually through the course of this one volume where things go uh, where things turn good then suddenly turn evil. Torium has done that recently too with Vegeta where he tried turning him evil again and well mm. it wasn't really evil. Yeah. It was just mostly evil. Right. But it's that idea that that anytime something is turning good right now it has to in, insanely quickly turn evil again Mm -hmm. so i think that's um just a very interesting device you know like a literary device almost where it's escalating all the bad that could happen Mm -hmm. by making it worse yeah so um because it was so cool to see super saiyan 3 but that means his time on earth is that much shorter it was cool to see fusion but now the gotenks is a real jerk the shit's hitting the fan in all these different directions right so the villain was really really bad and oh maybe oh now the evil just ate the other one how how can this get worse right and so i mean we've seen this before in in countless other examples too but in here it just feels refreshed it it feels like it's um Hmm. It's only going to get worse, and we still have a lot to go. We do. <laughs> so, I mean, it just seems like it'll make... We've got more boo on the way. Yeah, exactly. So it makes the, the hopefully, the last two volumes... Th- there's a lot of prep for it, so you mm-hmm. can only hope that when we get there, it's going to be really exciting to see that all culminate in something. Yeah. Are you ready for a new boo? I mean, we've had some time with the big fat one, and we had a couple panels with another one. And Oh, at first I was missing it, trust me. Yeah. I was just like, oh man, they, he just ate up the good one, and I was yeah. hoping to see what he would be like good. But then, yeah, it's kind of like everything that you could wish could be a spinoff, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm already adjusted. Uh, that's okay. just very Japanese, the way they handled it. <laughs> um, let's talk about the God hierarchy for a little bit. We've been talking about how much it's been expanding, especially over these last couple volumes. Oh, yeah. There's another God, Mike. <laughs> but he's from 15 generations he ago. He was trapped. So, so it's I not, guess that makes it okay. Right, right. It's not like he's, he's not yet above. another God above. Right. True. He's, he's just... He's them, but from a really long time ago. What do you think about the Elder Kaioshin? All right, I need to know what a really long time ago sounds like, because that could be ridiculous. Fifteen gen- I don't know where the generation is. Right? I'm sure I mean, the map is know. in there somewhere. We, we, we just hear him say that, and I guess the other Kaio are just like, oh, wow, that's a long time. And I'm yeah. like, what? I don't... What? <laughs> so um, having that guy pop out, it, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think he looks old, so that I, I don't know if gods get older, then I guess, okay, fine. But, right, right. Um, well, that's the thing. Gods are regular old mortal beings, just slightly different mortal beings from the other mortal beings. Sure. They can be killed. Most of the Kaioshin are dead because yeah. Boo killed them. Yeah, right. Well, uh, interestingly enough, the way that, um, well, they could be just sealed, you know, like this one was. I'm not really sure. But, They're dead. But in the sword of all things, I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, 
but either way, uh, I think that um, lecherous old bastard here. Yeah, I think the only part that I really liked about that whole thing was uh, Goku firing at him. <laughs> yeah, and Goku's done that before with people. It's yeah, like, I'm gonna test him. I'm just gonna throw crap at him. It's like, wow, he must be powerful. And no, he's not. He just Actually, has a technique. You think back to the very beginning of the series, Chi Chi did that with Kami Sen, and she fires her axe helmet at him. So this is a very, I don't know, it's not that often, but it is a recurring thing. Test the old masters by yeah, throwing shit true. at them. Very, very true. Although it always ends up being funny, so. Yeah, yeah, Why not? It's a good device. But yeah, that's the only thing I really took away from that. We've yet to see what really happens, so. Yeah, interesting, funny, do you care yet? Oh, it's just well, kind of there. Yeah, I just have to say, every apparently every old Japanese man is a pervert. Yeah, well, nothing that's, new there. <laughs> that just gets reiterated. It's Toriyama writing himself into the manga here. Yeah, right. Um, and actually, I think it's really funny that Bulma's going to be the subject of this trade-off yet again. <laughs> yeah. It just makes it so, so perfect. We'll revisit that at yeah. some point point in the near future Jeff this decision that they've made fair enough I actually have a problem with the whole powering up Gohan again but at least they're funny enough I don't know if it was in the Japanese version Mm -hmm. but they said how often do you hear that offer and then Goku's like uh all the time (laughs) right right (laughs) the whole uh I can take out your hidden powers yes we've we've had this happen often with Gohan in particular I know I'm kind of sick of that but what's great is at least they're playing with it where he's gonna do this crazy dance and he's falling asleep during his ritual and Gohan's like I don't really buy this myself so at least Toriyama's having a little fun with acknowledging that he's yeah repeating that's himself. the only saving grace to it that whole part I think we covered pretty much everything that I wanted to is there yeah, anything else you guys want to talk about here no, no I think the the fourth wall moment was pretty entertaining yeah, oh yeah like I can't think of any other moment in the entire series where something like that's happened well we have things like the Tory bot and- yeah but just saying hey the author he's photocopying these pages <laughs> That's pretty great. That's awesome. (laughs) I really like this volume. More than I thought I would, to be honest. You've said that a lot lately, I know, too. because my recollection of the Boo Saga in terms the of the anime version. is buying all these tapes yep. and taking forever. But really, reading it, it's moving by at such a fast pace, especially this volume. I feel like I could have read for like another half hour. Well, you can read the next two. And you're I could, yeah. <laughs> Just read it all in one go. It's very enjoyable. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because if you were to do this sort of thing in the anime, it's, it would probably feel tired and... And you it probably, did. Yeah, and you probably feel like he's running out of ideas. In the manga, you think, like, this guy can't run out of ideas at all. He just keeps doing one thing after the next. It's mm-hmm. funny. It's really well written. So you kind of feel like in the manga, he could go on forever. We're in the anime. I'm sure you could feel like he's running out, which is sort of weird because... It's the same story. Yeah, it's the same exact story. So what is it that makes it seem so refreshing in the manga and not in the anime? That's the author's original vision for it. I think that speaks a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get into, Jeff, what you predict will happen next volume, we are going to check in with some of the visisms, little things in Viz's English translation that may have been changed or especially censored at this point in the series. Our buddy Jake Herms from Constantine passes these along. And uh, let's talk about this censoring. Jeff, you're going to start us off here. Okay, so uh, Fun with Guns, apparently, is the title of this little tidbit here. So the two thugs have guns turned into laser guns. Now, Jeff, did you notice that? Turned into laser guns. Yeah. No, I did not notice that at all. All right. Nor I. Yeah, and I think this is uh, one of the points Jake was wondering about is, would you even notice it if you didn't know? because do laser guns exist for reals? Well... Outside of laser tag. Well, let's talk about why this change was made. Jason Thompson, former editor at Viz, noted how by this point, fantasy violence, blowing up cities with key attacks, was fine because it was impossible. 
but not stuff like this with guns. Things are changed like altering the guns themselves, removing fired bullets, changing the sound effects to things like zap, etc. Yeah, that's what's going on, but I think it was pretty clean in terms of its editing. I don't think, anyway, that you would notice unless you knew what to look for. I think if I were looking at it again and seeing the zaps as the sound mm-hmm. effects, I think then I would notice. Mm-hmm. But the what? art itself, nothing was No, nothing really jumped out at me as... Really this is not a gun. Mary, let's talk about some Boo stuff here. Okay, this one is called Good versus Evil. After Boo splits, originally the narrator notes, the original Boo had no chance of winning because when the two split, most of the power went to the evil one. In other words, the power is split, more of the split went to the evil half, but neither is as strong as what existed before as just the one Boo. Viz changes this line to, Alas, sweetness stands little chance against concentrated wrath, making things a little more ambiguous. Jake notes that, and we agree that this is a shame since it's one of the only aspects of the various Boo transformations now and to come that actually makes any sense. Yeah, the the Boo transformations, and we're not going to spoil too much. The reasons for why things happen are just like, what? You just throw your hands up in the air. At least here it's like, all right, evil came out, evil ate the other one. I get it. The mm-hmm. other ones, urgh, I don't know about those. Now, the evil and wrath. This is interesting. Going off that, in Japanese, the new, the tall, skinny, gray one in the TV version, Boo, is called pure evil. While Viz changes all the descriptions of him to pure wrath. Though even in Japanese, yeah, it's the anger that triggers the split. Possible reason for this, Jeff, cover your ears here, is that in the upcoming material, we'll have a boo who is described as evil itself. So what's the difference between pure evil and evil itself? It's not particularly clear even in the original version. Fans have always noted this with boo and it's true. So perhaps this is trying to make a more clear distinction. This is the kind of thing where it's like, it's not clear in the original. It's made worse by trying to make it more clear in Viz. So what, whatever, boo transformation. I don't even care anymore. Okay, Jeff, you're good. You can come back. You can tell us about Super Saiyan 3. I hope you get all that humming that I just did there. (laughs) I hope so, too. That was entertaining. (laughs) Terribly off key. All right. um, Super Saiyan 3. Viz calls it Super Saiyan Level 3 for no real reason. Just plain old Super Saiyan 3. Super Saiyajin Suri, right? Suri. Suri. Yes. In Japanese. No word there to translate as level. Minor change, but it's there. Viz also has Goku use quote-unquote level when describing all the Super Saiyan forms in general, while in Japanese he says surpass over and over and over. <laughs> you probably noticed that when we were watching the TV version. Like, the Super Saiyan level beyond the one that surpasses the original that surpasses the one beyond the Super Saiyan level. Yes. Eventually they'll drop the level wording in later volumes. So, good. <laughs> Just a little thing in there. It's, I mean, you talk about the evil and the wrath and Viz this inserting words here and there. It's like, if you just scale it back a little bit, it would probably make more sense kind of writing a little bit more all right let's talk about the elder kaioshin and his hobbies my hobbies are reading and sports yes it's really toned down. First, he originally brags about being able to see women bathing and changing their clothes, but Viz leaves out the bathing part. Then when Goku offers to let him feel a real woman's breasts and butt, Viz changes this to Goku merely offering to let him meet a real woman. When Gohan objects to this, in Japanese, Goku responds by saying that the universe can be saved merely by letting him feel up Bulma, while in Viz, he instead says that a little flirting will save the universe. Wow, very toned down. Yes, it is. Gotta let's, get that teen rating. Let's 
stick with him for a little bit. Tell me how he speaks. Okay, in Japanese, the elder Kaioshin speaks in a very distinctive way, at least at first. It's a little hard to describe, but basically he draws out his vowels like this. Like this. Okay. <laughs> it constantly interjects asides or redundant, yep, that's right, type phrases. This doesn't really give him any particularly distinctive way of talking. Maybe this is for continuity's sake because in Japanese, the elder Kaioshin soon abandons this way of speech and starts talking in more generic old guy talk like how Kame Sinan talks. It's pretty interesting there. So either they didn't catch it right away or said, whatever, we'll just flatten it out. Um, so Kachin. In Japanese, the name of the metal which breaks the Z-sword is Kachin, but you notice that wasn't in here. The original word is a play on Kachin, a Japanese sound effect for metallic noises, similar to our clink or clang, something like that. And what you saw in the Viz version is uh, they adapted the name as Klangite. So it is a name adaptation as opposed to a name change. Interesting one there. Any thoughts, cares about that? Or? Now that I know the story behind it, it's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah makes it, sense. It, it at least has some thought to it, unlike some of the other ones that we've done before. Yeah, right. Uh, Jeff, video games. All right, well, uh, with the Game Boy. Ooh, I love this one. When Mr. Satan is offering things to Boo, the handheld game system is called Game Poi. Clearly a play on Game Boy. The name is changed to just video game. <laughs> <laughs> just get rid of that entirely. But you can totally tell from the shape oh, of it. Oh, yeah, and I love it in the TV version because it like, zooms in right on the it's device. colored just, the right way. Yeah, it's gray. It says Game Boy right on it. Awesome. All right, the last thing of this is actually there's two, but uh, one of them's not a change, so... We'll, we'll get to that. But the number of wishes. I'm just going to read what Jake says here, as I think it sums it up pretty well. This could probably be a whole podcast topic of its own. And yes, we are going to do a podcast topic in the future, the rules of the Dragon Balls. That is something I've been wanting to do for a while, so we'll definitely get to that. Probably after we finish the manga, because as you'll see here, this kind of affects the discussion. Now, when Goku, Piccolo, and Bulma are discussing how to use the remaining Dragon Ball wishes, in Japanese, it's clarified that they only have one wish left, specifically because they use the first wish to revive many people back at once. So they would have had two wishes, but because they wished so many people back, Shenlong's like, well, that counts as two. <laughs> Sounds like he just made that up arbitrarily. Yeah. Goku even acts as if this were old information that he'd simply forgotten. In Viz, Piccolo does point out that they've only got one wish left, but it comes off sounding like he's merely reminding Goku that they've already used a wish, period. All the stuff about the total number of wishes being two or three, depending on whether or not you resurrect multiple people, is confusing even in the original. But the short of it seems to be that Toriyama did a retcon here that he introduces at this point, and this is supposed to be how things should have worked since Dende revived the Dragon Balls back in the Cell arc. So we've got a confusing number of how many wishes do you have left? Well, I'm going to change it here just for the sake of changing it and not really address it and hope everyone just kind of flows with it that I've done here. One wish being taken as two wishes because the mm. amount of people. Anyone even pick up on that little no, thing No, I didn't. You have to read I, really closely to get I guess I was a it. little confused, but I just wanted to get on with reading the story yeah, yeah, and then I just like, let okay. it slide. Agreed. Yeah. Yep. It's like, something doesn't seem right, but I don't really care. <laughs> right. That's absolutely how I think most people feel about that. It's only when you're really closely reading the dialogue, you're going, wait a minute, there's supposed to be another wish in here somewhere. We'll definitely do a uh, Rules of the Dragon Balls. The only other thing Jake tossed in there is uh, is uh, Mr. Satan reading Dog Name Flanders. Much to Twitter's enjoyment when I announced my own mistake, yes, I did just say a dog named Flanders instead of a dog of Flanders. So glad I caught that in editing. 
Yes, he is. Yeah. They didn't change. Okay. <laughs> the name of the book there. Right? I was wondering about that. Yeah, yeah me yeah. too. So I'm glad he put that in there. <laughs> the not a censor or not a visism. We love those just as much because they happen to come up fairly often and no, then become and, controversial and it, statements. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. Man, so that was a pretty jam-packed volume. We have two left, two longer volumes to close out the entire series. Jeff, volume 41. What do you think is going to happen in the next extended volume? So think, yeah, we've got another volume, but he's got like an extra five chapters or so more to cram into that volume. Oh, what the hell is left? Um, All right, let's, let's, again, let's put it in context. We've got this new boo. Right. The kids can successfully perform fusion, but... They kind of let that mess up. They have to run away and hide for a little bit. Goku is no longer on Earth. He's off on the Kaioshin planet. Gohan's alive. He's been training with the Z-Sword, and now he's getting powered up, but he's got to wait 20 hours to have that happen. Now he's just got this new boo. We don't know what's going to do. Piccolo is terrified, though. Jeez. What's happening? Oi. Um, well, (laughs) that's how I start this prediction. Let's just say uh, I think the sword thing, whatever's going on with the sword. The sword's broken at this point true but like the whole thing with gohan training the special mm-hmm. move and yada yada i think uh i think the move might be used later like there's actually a reason that they're doing this thing for five hours okay whatever is going on with gohan sword ritual it's gonna result in something well i think in the ritual uh specifically mm-hmm. if anything like like gohan will get something out of it and be able to use that later okay because the old guy can't do the ritual there and gohan can't be expected to dance in a circle for five hours during battle either but you no, never know. No. He might actually be able to do it. So that that's Gohan's learning a dance. That's yeah. the new technique. Pretty much at okay. this point. <laughs> we, have, we have no idea what it does. The fusion thing, oh boy. While cool, I don't think that's going to work as intended. Okay. It'll help, but it certainly won't. Fusion will not change the tides. No, not really. All right. Um, but that does mean that I do expect there to be a big battle next, uh, next volume. All right. Will it take up many of the chapters? Well, there are so many chapters in it that might take up actually <laughs> most of those extra chapters. It's just fighting 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 so all right i certainly predict that as well vegeta is still dead okay <laughs> so we'll leave it at that and uh i think there will be uh some character deaths but i don't expect goku to be one of them well he is dead well i mean he'll come back because right now he's in the afterlife he's with gohan yeah and that whole thing with him having limited time on earth uh-huh. um maybe this is predicting too far ahead you'll have to stop me on this one all right but i'll say that he'll be able to have enough time for this battle to finish maybe not next volume no goku is gone he had 24 hours to come back to the realm of the living on earth yeah but he used up all of his 24 hours. He had to buy, he had to borrow time against that because of the energy Super Saiyan 3 required. So now he's just plain old dead back to the afterlife. He's got his halo. Oh, I thought it was voluntary. Like he just went back to, to preserve mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Nope. Oh, nope. never mind then. Okay. Well, uh, well, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, does he stay gone? Oh boy. You know what? I'm <laughs> That's gonna... the question with Dragon Ball. Will Goku stay gone? Well, he did say that he wanted another generation to take over after him. So, right. uh, is that going to happen Mm. well after seeing what gohan and the other kids are doing eh, i'm gonna say he comes back somehow so they've got some really cool stuff some powerful stuff going on but that's not going to be enough it's still going to take goku yeah somehow all right. In some way. I don't mean to there. put words in your mouth, but. No, but you got it. You got it right. Okay. Um, I can't really figure out what else to predict from there. I mean. Seems um, like you're banking on some pretty big battles next volume. Yeah. Oh, I, I well, I mean, I'm going to predict something in the battle. Boo's going to transform yet again. Okay. Only reason why I say that is because I heard it before. So I got to put it out there. All right. That's, uh, yeah, no, I can't That's think of anything good. else. Jeff, we got two last volumes in the series. Can you believe it? Yeah. That's, what a um, journey. Oh, That's wow. quite a journey. That's for sure. Not necessarily always on time 
time, but it's been a journey nonetheless. Ultimately, it took, what, four years? I think it took an extra year by the time we finish it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, probably. Maybe somewhere in the realm of six to eight months and not a full year, but it happened. Oh, yeah. You get older. You get priorities. Not always Dragon Ball. It's pretty high up there, but yeah. No, it's definitely been entertaining, though. I've had fun. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But we still got two more. We're not done just yet. No, no. And... I'm totally not going to forget. There is going to be a test when we're done, Jeff. Oh, my gosh. I'm so failing. Me too. <laughs> I'm so failing. <laughs> and Mary's going to fail. You. Four years. You know, when you study something for four years, you just start forgetting everything. <laughs> oh. It's like Dragon Ball College we're at right now. Jeff, it's okay. You get 200 points just for getting your name down on there, all right? Yes. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Do you remember your name? <laughs> no, I'm having a tough time with that, too. I'm going to put Satan down. <laughs> All right, Jeff, we will uh, see you sometime within the next four weeks, maybe. Awesome. Do volume 41. That'll work. Let's try and schedule. Dude, let's so bash it out. This. Let's just bash this All thing right, out. I'm so it. looking forward to this. All right, we'll do that. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you for having me. We'll certainly see you next time. For the emails portion of our show, we were hoping to get Julian on the show this week. It was the plan, and at the last minute, the dude got sick. I think the little one got sick as well. And so when everyone in the house is sick, recording time does not happen across the oceans. So it is just you and I, Mary. But that means at last minute and at great expense... I had to replace our questions. So whoever sent in questions and expecting them to be read, don't <laughs> right. fret. Uh, I had We're some waiting Japanese... for our experts, to be honest, because we are not experts. Well, that's the thing. I, I could answer them, and I actually, one of them I have answered on Facebook, but as I was saying to you, it sounds more authoritative coming from Julian, who lives in Japan. Mm-hmm. So we'll hold off on one or two of those until Julian can join us next. So right before we started recording, I said, Twitter, give us questions what you got. Oh, really? That's awesome. So we're going to scroll down the list. Okay. Some of them may be good. Some of them may be bad. I will at least quasi-vet some of the questions as if there's something completely ridiculous. You suck. You're out. All right. We'll see what we got. Mary, we're going to start off with our buddy Josh Kendama, who says, how do you think Dragon Box movies will be handled in the U.S.? <gasps> um. Well, how have the other releases been put out? Isn't it just a translation of the book and then it's kind of put out as is with the exception of more episodes on some discs? Yeah, well, I guess that's a multi-part question. First, you got to go back. We've mentioned this a few times to the original press release, July 2009, Funimation in announcing the DBZ Dragon Box sets, said they have the, I think it was the 13 movies. So it was just Z. You may have to go back and look at the wording. It may have included the original Dragon Ball movies. There's 17 in total, if you count those, that came on Dragon Box and movies in Japan. So you've got, all right, which ones are included? How will they break up the movies on the discs? What I anticipate is not one set because I think that would be too much to release at once, especially in terms of a price because they might still want to sort of get some retail space. Mark and I talked about this a little bit. I think what they should do, and don't listen to me because if I ran Funimation, they would probably be in the ground by now. We'd have everything we wanted. We'd also be burned at the stake. Yes. What I think they should do is two sets, just Break it down the middle. I believe France did something similar with Hmm. their release of Dragon Box the movies. And it can be reasonably priced, especially here in the U.S. Get some Amazon gold box sales. You're good to go. I think that's what they'll do. And like you were talking about with the book, it's just one book. Maybe break the book in two. Interesting theory. Is there a better way to do it? I would like it all at once, but I don't plan on getting it. (laughs) I mean, you probably might just because I I know you would want something that you could play in your region, you know, DVD player. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. 
Um, and rather than, I mean, I've subbed movie Dragon Ball movie one for myself because that hadn't been released at the time. And I could go and do some of the others. I've held off on it. I know the script so well that I haven't bothered subbing most of the movies. Mm-hmm. So it, it would be nice to toss it in and have subs for if someone's around and wants to watch a movie. I think we've watched a movie or two with Jeff, for example. So it would be nice to have the Dragon Box version with subtitles. That's always nice to Fair have. Fair enough. So anything else on that one? Or is that it? That's it. Okay. One, uh, power, Diego power, Diego power. There's numbers in there, so I have no clue. Is there a character that direct end up the way you were hoping for? Maybe that's supposed to be didn't. A character that didn't end up the way I'd hoped? Yes. Tenshinhan. (laughs) Yeah, we've talked about it. I did my joke a couple episodes. I was uh, testing my material with you that one evening when I was recording with Heath. Tenshinhan was. He would wish for his relevancy back. Yeah. Shoved to the side of all of the regular old human dudes. Mm -hmm. Most potential. Shoved aside. Poor Baldi. Other than being tossed aside, was there a character that was set on a path that you thought had a clear end and didn't end up that way? Hmm. I was going to say Piccolo because he ends up as Unky Piccolo with Gochen and Trunks, but he's like it with Gohan too, so that doesn't really count. And even though I didn't anticipate it, I love how it Me works too, out. Me too, so I can't so, say I'm disappointed about that. Yeah, yeah. Goku, I feel, has stunted growth, but maybe that's the point of his character. Uh, he has... I would say I'm sorry. The, I hate to say this about the main character. I feel like he has little to no depth. I wish Toriyama kind of tried a little harder. Uh yeah, there's a lot of naivete and purity and anger, and does he ever really go beyond that? That's a topic in and of itself. Yeah, I guess we could do a Ooh. Goku breakdown. So how point. about you? I like your answer of Piccolo. A lot of characters do end up the way we were anticipating. I know a lot of people have problems with the way that Gohan ended up, uh, mm. especially at the end of the Boo arc, because we got the Elder Kaioshin power up. He's kicking the crap out of Boo, and then it's just, uh, no, never mind. Mm. So, But I think how much of that was editorial driven well we've talked about that as well and maybe less editorial and more fan i kind of treat the two the same yeah i I suppose because the editorial is based on fan feedback yeah yeah that's true uh gohan might be my answer i suppose then i i'm gonna switch my answer to that too okay because it's allowed seem- to switch your answer. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it seems like that's where Toriyama wanted to bring the character, and fans were just not ready for that because fans like what's comfortable and familiar to them, and they don't like change. Okay. Not that I was there because I wasn't. <laughs> were you a young Japanese girl in the no, mid 90s? I was a young teenage girl in America living right. it up with her fan subs. Another question that calls back to uh, my non serious answers from a couple episodes ago. Eddie says, Who's the most in need of a makeover, Bio Broly or Super 17? Bio Broly is who he is. It's a facial mask. He's just getting, it's a nice mask made out of clay. When you peel it off, he's going to have beautiful, clear pores. Super 17 is the answer. There is no debate. Super 17. Oh my FNG. Eddie, that is the end of uh, your Q&A segment here. Uh, (laughs) Our buddy Ben, HBI2K, uh, involved with the team stars that have four of them, asks us, Why does no one but Goku recognize Piccolo Jr. at the Tenkaichi Budokai? Idiot ball much. Great question. Green dude, shortly after 
prior green dude took over the world. Why does no one recognize said green dude? Mass denial. Mass delusion hysteria, <laughs> Yes, I suppose. No one wants to relive those horrific memories, so they're going to pretend like they didn't just see that. It's convenience. I do always like to point out, though, the Tenkaichi Budokai announcer himself, the most realistic, observational person probably in the entire world, other than maybe coupled with the king, the two of them are the only ones who recognize anyone or anything. Or they have, have short e- memories in this world. Any idea the scale of I know, people in this short world. Short attention spans. Complete, complete idiots. Wesley, Chibi Forte asks, if you can make up a piece of Dragon Ball merchandise, and I'm reading these without reading them. I'm, okay. What would you want? And he uh, puts in parentheses here, Shenron garden hose, Vegito body pillow, etc. <laughs> I think I the correct body answer for me, so gross. Vegito body pillow for Mike, indeed. <laughs> oh my god. A uh, piece of Dragon Ball merchandise. We've got, courtesy our buddy Caster, actual Dragon Balls. Yes. So those exist. Those are nice to have. Something that we were talking about um, over the last month or so is uh, I finally got in the pre-order bonus for Sparking Meteor, which is a little ornament of Shenlong in the glass case thing. But it's really, really tiny. So I would like a full-scale one that yeah. um, Kami, God, Mr. Popo, Dende show us. Over but the I like the, the little one. The little one's very nice because yeah. you can hang it on a tree. I know. I'm so excited for that. So maybe a full-scale one. Mary, other than a Vegito body pillow. A Bulma body pillow. No. Um, <laughs> right. Thought I'd say trunks, huh? No. Bulma. I would like a pillow shaped as Quintone. That's very cute. Likely exists at some yeah. point along the way, but that's a very nice one. Not a body pillow, just a pillow pillow. A, throw, you, a throw pillow. Then you can blow it up and be like, I need another one, and it just shows up. It just arrives under your head, just in the right position, comfy. Oh, ultimate sleeping. Um, you know someone's going to run in with a bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that thing. Um, Maybe I would want a piccolo turban, complete with ears. Wouldn't it just be a white thing you wrap around your head? Sure, sure. I, I guess the ears contribute. I don't know. I actually can't think of merchandise that I would want to actually have. I can think of wacky things that would be funny if they exist, but I wouldn't want right, them. Right. That's true. I want more Christmas ornaments. All right. I do. So we'll call it quits there. That was a semi-worthwhile experiment to do pre-recording, see what we get Keep in. Keep you on your toes, too, because usually you put the questions in our outline. I do. So you know what's coming. I like being surprised. There is serious production and effort on this show. Everything is vetted ahead of time. Grammar is usually corrected for any emails, although sometimes... Unless I, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sometimes I like to leave them as is and remind people that, yeah, people actually look at these. So, uh, Mary, if people have the questions, the comments, the hopes, the dreams, the aspirations, where are they going? They're going to an email address called podcast at com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. Or as you just saw, you can hit us up on Twitter at DiZX, as well as Facebook at facebook.com slash DiZX. Is there anything else, my good sir? I think that covers it all. As I say, just type DiZX somewhere, and if you we're You might there, not get good results. You might get like, oh, that fucking DiZX, that asshole thinks he knows everything, and then you might get the real hits. No, we're on top. Oh, okay, that's good. I look every day. <laughs> <laughs> A little OCD. 
It's so adorable. A little bit, no, a, a, a lot, lot of bit, bit, a lot of bit OCD, a lot of bit OCD on my end here. <laughs> Dies and X, the podcast is brought to you by OCD. obsessive compulsion disorder. Uh, moderately so. Hey, I can play the professional web professional card. <laughs> professional web professional. I'd like to see you get your title changed to that for real. <laughs> actually a really good idea. Uh, Mary, that is going to bring episode 263 of our podcast to a close. We okay. will rejoin next month in the month of July for episode 264. There are some great topics in the plans, in the works, and we got two volumes of manga to go oh, with wow. Jeff. Just and then two. plan B. Profit? Yeah, sure. Eventually. <laughs> right? Right? At some point. We're still working on that one. <laughs> Mary, thank you for joining uh, Ashley the entire show this week. It's my pleasure, sir. Excellent. Plug? Anything? No? Good? Uh, I, you can find me on the internets. She's around. It's dead, but it's there at templeoftrunks.com. T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S.com. It's happening. No, it's really not. It's hip. It was 10 years ago. <laughs> No. No, it wasn't? No. More recent than 10 years ago, it was hip. Actually, I don't no. Know, what, Mary. what year is this? 2011? 2011. Subtract 10. Relevancy. Relevancy. Minus 10. There we go. <laughs> you can need to uh, go fight some metal slimes for a while. And then I'm going to use my. Your what? <laughs> you've, you've been, you've been more listening than watching. I'm going to use the fizzy. fizzy. Yeah. There's a fizzy. Yeah, I'm going to use it. Okay, what else is there? My sex appeal. <laughs> sex appeal. Okay, you're good. And, what else you got? And my focus. No, my frenzy. My my rageaholic. <laughs> what was it called? I think you're talking about tension. Tension. You're raising your tension. I'm raising my tension. All right, keep going. Oh, this geez. is great. <laughs> this is great. End of the show fodder. What else you got, Mary? Come on. Do you want to sing the overworld music for us? <laughs> I forgot. I'm laughing. Do, 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 do. No, I. It's taking me twenty four hours to purge it from my brain. Oh no, it's back! Do, 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 do. Yeah, I'm playing Dragon Quest Eight, and uh, Mary's enjoying. I am the music. I'm enjoying the Toriyama designs and the music. I've got Angelo now. He's Trunks. I like Boob Chick better. Are we done? We are. All right. Daisenshu ex www.daizex dot com you can find myself you can find julian there mary latches on every once in a while here on the podcast and our fantastic community we have our forum we have our chat what else do we have we've got a big website it's got some words on it you can go read them so we will see you next week for 264 mary mike julian julian heath jake extended family Corey, jeff Mark, jeff anyone who has ever been involved with this show and or listened to this show. Have a lovely week.